Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Grid Iron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You are listening to and watching the review crew. Um, and I'm your host, Brian, the conscience of Cleveland Dorland. Well, folks, it is week four, a whole month of football down, and I think everybody's just loving life. Well, to be fair, uh, in our group chat, nobody was loving life on Sunday, but that's just our chat, our choices and team, sadly. Um, so we are ready to talk ball about the ups, the downs, and all the rest of it that's happened in week four. And as always, we will be getting stuck in with our kickoff question and our statistic of the week. Now remember, folks, give us a like, a subscribe, a follow. You can catch us on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, everywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you stay in touch with the crew. Be part of the, the crew community. Is a... I don't know if Keith's still trying to coin that as a phrase or if he gave up in crew immunity. Um, <laughs> get in touch with us. Uh, join in the chat, ladies and gents. Now, as always, I am joined by some of the finest members of the crew. Uh, Smudger, well, he's two for two on, on review crew appearances in recent weeks. But the biggest news of the minute, Smudger's actually getting to enjoy Victory Monday, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time yes. this year. He's scrolled yes, he his way through the weekend and he is with us here tonight. Smudger, how are you doing, Chief? I'm I'm doing great. I am savouring a victory Monday, mate. It's uh it's a feeling that I, th- I didn't think it would take to week four till I finally experienced a victory Monday, but there you go. This is this is where we are now. This is this is the, the NFL in uh, in 2023. Um, but yes, enjoying my victory Monday, making the most of it. Fantasy team one as well. All, all is all is well in the world. Um, in in oh, American terms. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's all right, but we're going to we'll spare you talking about the round football. We'll spare you. So that's not what the pod's for. <laughs> um, but yeah, now to be fair, we go for for one man that's enjoying a rare victory Monday to another man who surely at this stage is just bored of them. They're so routine. They're so so mundane and passe that he, he can't be bothered with Victory Monday anymore. It is the big bird himself. Kev, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks, Brian. Cheers. Um, and and you're right. Uh, I, I suppose <laughs> I'm. Good. Right. Yes, I am. I'm bored of Victory now. I wish I, for a challenge. Not quite bored. I would say I'm a bit spoiled. So some Victory Mondays. Um, seem uh, more important than others or, or more fun than others now. Um th- this victory Monday was is isn't it a great one because it was it was uh, tough sledding at times in the in the game. So um so yeah you don't enjoy it quite the same way when uh, when it's when it's a, a tough game like that. But um yeah uh, like I said definitely um spoil. Do you know that's an interesting I don't I don't know I agree with you. Would you like, would you prefer to win out in a game where it's just a little leathering? You know, like like the the Vince Broncos the other week, seventy twenty. You know, never in doubt, it's an absolute hiding for the get go, or a really tight, hotly contested game that you're like right at the death, overtime, right at the last button, you get the win. I I'd, I think I'd go with the second one, providing you win, of course. It's heartbreaking <laughs> to be on the other side of that one. <laughs> Well, I've I've seen a lot of those types of games in, in recent years where I it's been an absolute like right down to the wire and you've you've just snuck a win 
um, and uh, they put you through the ringer. Um, I do, I do like the blowout games. I've got to say, where you can just sit back, enjoy it, sitting eating your chicken wings and having a few beers and just watching your team absolutely pick some of the pieces. Um, only because I say my, my my nails have been bitten <laughs> so much in in recent seasons watching my Vikings. So I I'll, I'll go for the other side of the coin in that one. I think if we'd been playing against, I don't know, uh, Kansas or, or, or the 49ers or somebody like that, then absolutely. But when it's a game that you, you're expecting to win and win comfortably, then I don't know. It, it's just it get, there's, a, there's a wee bit of a tinge of disappointment, um, even though we got the win. Um, and that's why I didn't, don't quite enjoy it as much. So, Kev, are you trying to tell me that you do not hold Sam Howell in the same esteem that you hold Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I'm, I'm just shocked, shocked, disappointed. On behalf of all the Sam Howell fans out there, don't you worry, folks, I won't let him away with this, this, this insult to Sam Howell's good name. Uh, right, okay, do you know what? I'm going to be honest, that's for Canada and double dipping in the kickoff questions. That was inverted. Uh, but it's a wee bit like two for the price of one this week, folks. So, we're going to get into our kickoff question. And this week, we are going on the theme of down to earth with a bang. So last week, as we mentioned, the Spins put 70 up on the Broncos. It was a 50-point win. Yeah, blowout doesn't cover a victory like that. But Josh Allen and the Bills rocked up and absolutely leathered them this week on Sunday Night Football. So they were very much brought down to earth with a bang. So that is our question to kick us off tonight. What is your back to earth with a bang moment in sport that you can remember that just sticks out for you? Now, you know, I mean, now me and Kev are actually talking about this before Smudger joined us on the pod. So I'm going to go to Kev last because I know what he's gone with. Uh, okay. What about yourself? Kick us off. What is your down to earth with a bump moment? Okay. Um, thought a wee bit about this one. This this was one we're going to go back to 2000 and, well, qualifiers for the European <laughs> Championships, 2004. Cast your mind back, boys. Scotland playing the Netherlands, and we played them <laughs> at Hamden. This is good. Right? You know where this is going. You know, you, you did oh. say back, back to the earth with a bump. I was at that game. I was at Hamden. And um, we we beat them 1-0. I think it was James McFadden scored. Um, yeah. Pretty sure it was. Um, I beat them 1-0 and thought, this is amazing. Like, we've, we've actually got a chance. We're going to qualify for the Euros, boys. It's going to be um, Tartan Army. Uh, here, we, here we go to the European Championships. And all that week, the optimism. And yes, we're amazing. Finally going to do it. And um, I remember, um, like, the, the day of the game, like picking up a newspaper and it was a there was a football on the front of it. And um they'd asked like Yuri Geller to like get the whole of the Scottish nation to touch this football, right? And positive energy is gonna flow through the Scottish team and we're gonna go out there and and get the result that we need. And then we went out and get absolutely pumped six now. <laughs> And I remember the day, the day after watching, like totally dejected. The day after the front page of the newspaper was a burst football. Just saying, was burst. <laughs> Games are bogey, lads. That's it. Back, back to obscurity we go. Yep. Aye, yep. Not, not, a, not a single unbent, unbent teaspoon in the gaff, though. 
magic. Oh, that. Well, do you know what? Thank you very much, Smudger, because that's just depressing. Uh, <laughs> I'm reliving that terrible, terrible, those terrible dark, moment. Dark times. The dark days. Uh, right, Kev, I'll come to you, mate. What is your, your sporting down to earth with a bump? Uh, well, I, th- I think um, sports sports very good at uh, being able to bring people back down to earth, um, and it's it's littered, um, absolutely littered with examples like that, like like, like Smudger just gave. Um, I, I mean, a wee shout out to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, they don't know all about getting brought back down to earth with a, with a bang. But for me, I was, I, you know, kind of, I was taken to um and a wee a wee american link here um although it's not american football um i, I was thinking about freddie adu um and how this boy had the world at his feet um at one stage um he was mm-hmm. the the next best thing in in soccer uh, he was going to he was going to be the the best player in the world um you know playing in mls at 12 or something like that and then um, just disappeared into absolute obscurity. Um, so uh, for me, that, that that's what I kind of think about when when you talk about like kind of sport uh, bringing people back down to earth with a bump. Hundred percent. Now I've got my my my, wee, my my personal story. I get to chuck in here. Is this is a is a Scott maybe quite a relatively niche Scottish football one? Uh, but I if Kev certainly remembers some smudge. I don't know if you do. It was a, a Celtic youth player. That was uh, Islam Farouz, who was brought over to Scotland from, I want to say Somalia, but I think that's wrong. Certainly brought over from somewhere in Africa. Um, and he okay. was going to be the next best thing. And I taught him. I actually, well, very briefly taught him. Uh, there was absolutely no way he was as young as he was saying he was, because he was like 14 and six foot five. Um, <laughs> but he was massive. Um, but he, yeah, he played with Celtic. He was maybe the next big thing. Went to Chelsea and, and vanished into nothingness, never to be seen or heard of again. Uh, you got yeah, right. Yeah. Um, my actual one, though, is, is I'm just going to flippantly say this so that Smudger can laugh and then I'm going to move on. Is um, okay. my sporting down down with a bump is just Celtic after any major European success. <laughs> um, doesn't seem to matter what European result we get. You win, win, win a great game in Europe, then next weekend, the Saturday, you're, you're at home yeah. to St. Johnston. You're being <laughs> Ross County or something. Uh, Ross County away are then unplayable. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, okay, guys. As always, that is as uh, limbered up, as they say. So it is time to get stuck into the games of the week. And we are, as I say, we're a month in. Um, which it's it's great how far away the off season even feels now. You can't even smell the stink of the off season. Um, so one of the odd things, and this is a, not a problem for us. The, the preview boys can worry about this. What's bye weeks next week? <gasps> Teams on a bye week five. Which to be fair, I spent a whole amount of the off season complaining about the Browns having a bye week week five, and I'm actually now bloody delighted um, that we're week five because we need it. Um, so. We're going to get stuck into our moments of the uh, our moments of the week. Some of our big games. I'm actually going to kick us off this week, um, thinking about the joys of Thursday night football when we had Detroit and Green Bay. Well, allegedly Detroit and Green Bay. I don't know if anybody's caught much of Thursday night football. There was look, there was an alarming amount of blue in Lambo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like honestly, for for a, a city that um, well, a town. 
that loves its football as much as the people in Green Bay do. They weren't, they weren't that fussed in watching the Lions come to town. Um, so it, it was a big, you know, I was going to say a stock win for the Lions. I don't actually know if that's fair anymore. Historically, absolutely, it would have been a shock win. These days, though, this year, Jordan Love at the helm in Green Bay, he is not looking like, anyway, a Hall of Fame quarterback that the Packers are so accustomed to having at the helm. And the Lions look legit. The Lions are actually, <laughs> this isn't a, like some form of fever dream. Actually, look like a good team. So, yeah, do you know what I mean? Big, big moments of the game, you know, would it, well, the stats are actually really, really interesting for me. The complete lack of any ground game from the Packers at all. Zero. There was Stunned. nothing. And like you look, okay, was it last week, the week before, Aaron Jones sat out, he was hurt. Yeah, right, okay. He was yeah, injured. Ah, uh, you missed Aaron Jones, right? Fine. We'll have the gimme. He was fine. He was fit. They only gave him five guys. Yeah. Five carries, 18 yards. Right, as, a, as an Aaron Jones fantasy owner this week, I, I can vouch for how little he did on the ground for Green Bay, how, how little Green Bay as a whole, how little they did on the ground. On the flip side of that, um, I can also vouch for how much David Montgomery did. 32. Well, 32. Taking, taking the words clean out of my mouth. 32 <laughs> carries. Right, right, see, for con- and this again, this is one of the ones that's great when you have... Um, People that only follow the game for like fantasy purposes and stuff like that is what I always find very funny. Because you've got people are crying out for Jimmy and Gibbs. There's fantasy owners <laughs> up and down the land who drafted this man aggressively, <laughs> watching him get eight of 43 <laughs> carries. Now, to be fair, he did convert them for 40 yards, which, you know, 40 yards on eight carries is no feet. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, five yards per carry, a more than respectable. However, <laughs> 32 carries for 121 yards in three touchdowns. Although, now, not to take anything away from Monty, because that's a sensational performance. Some of his touchdowns I could have scored. <laughs> the Green Bay defensive line was being bullied all over that pitch by that Lions offensive line. The, the holes that they were open, honestly, you could drive a bus through them. Never mind somebody like Monty. I think it was the third one. I think it's the third one. was the only one that he had to work for. The other two touchdowns, he basically just went, oh, um, fine. Thank God. And just <laughs> wandered his way into the end zone. Oh, sauntered casually like, through. <laughs> it, was, it was baffling to watch. Jared, you know, Jared so Goff had a reasonable stuff. game. What, uh, 210 yards? Fine. No, he didn't start at the very beginning of the game. And, the, and the, it was the a Packers bad pick. A, aye, it was. And the, the, they, they, the um, Packers took a 3 nothing lead, and then that was basically the only thing they did in the first half. Yeah. After that, it was, just, it was just all Detroit, and it was the, the game is essentially over by by half time. They're up twenty seven three half time. Seven points. dominated them. Uh, yeah. Second half, Detroit <laughs> only managed seven points, which you know, I mean, the fact that they could take their foot off it so so uh, much damage was already done. Yeah. Um. So you know what? This is this is my my question. I suppose for this, like, do, 
are, are we on the Detroit train? Are, are, you know, is it, is, it leave, is it leaving the station? Do we buy into the hype? Are they playoff bound? Not going to go Super Bowl bound. That's a bit far. It's only week four. Do we, yeah. do we think that they're playoff bound? Well, when you look at who they're up against in their division, I think you've got to say aye. Because, I mean, say my, my team are only on one win. Um, we'll, we'll get on to the Bears later on. Um, because yes, we will. <laughs> dear God, the Chicago Bears. Um, and then the Packers, who they've just beaten. So I don't think it's unreasonable at all based on what we've seen from the Lions so far to, to not suggest that they are more than capable of, of making the playoffs. Um, they, they look like, a, I say, a pretty feisty team and say money on the ground, but even like Amon Rassi Brown, like, what an absolute player he is. Um, yeah. I, uh, the, it, it's a golf looked, he looked pretty solid in that game, um, but he, he, he didn't, he, he, he had time, didn't have a huge amount of pressure on him. Um, Green Bay, they, they, they just seem to be hot and cold. Liam, Liam spoke about it um, earlier on in, the, in one of the, the previous pods that when when you look at trying to improve this year from from a Packers point of view, we, we love a quarterback. What what would be the realistic expectation? I think he'd said if, if they can get to maybe six wins or something, maybe maybe they would see that as okay. Bed them in, um, just see what love can do. There's, there's going to be games like this where. Yeah. I, it's just not going to go their way at all. Um, but for the Lions, yeah, I, I, I do think they're more than capable of being a, a playoff contender, unfortunately, for, for the Vikings. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. And, and, and I, I say this, and I mean I mean, no disrespect to the NFC. In the NFC as well, like, okay, the Cowboys are electric. The Niners are electric. They are going to be your teams who are, I, I don't think many folk would argue that's going to be your NFC Championship game. Unless something really dramatic happens. I, I, beg, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Well, sorry, okay. Eagles will be in a mix. I, <laughs> honest, Kevin, I don't see you making it this year. No? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. I mean, um, for well, me... Do you know what? Okay, tell you what. I'll, give my, I'll put, my, I'll put my, my bottle merchant caveat in first. <laughs> If you can get the Cowboys on a game like week three, absolutely, you'll hose them. You play the Cowboys like they're playing the rest of the time, though. Mm, I mean, I don't know. Back to, back to the lines, I think, like, see, for me, uh, I think they showed real signs last year. Um, you know, there, there was a, a lot of yeah. games last year. I remember being on uh, the, I don't know if it was the preview or the, re- the review crew, but um, I remember being on and talking about the lines quite a bit and I was I was really impressed with them at times last season, and I think for them it's just whether they can you know find consistency or maybe not even that. Maybe it is their their, their mentality that um you know that's still maybe a bit questionable. Do they have the 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 bottle um you know when it really matters? But um I, I certainly like early early doors. I think you you, you can look at them and say that they're not going to be there or thereabouts come uh, come oh, the playoffs. It t- it takes bottle to like go somewhere like say go to the Chiefs in their own back garden and play the way they did. Yeah, yeah. this is a team that's already shown huge amounts of character, huge amounts of bottles. So yeah, I, I would I, think, I wouldn't fancy yeah I wouldn't fancy our, our, our chances playing them at this point in time. Yeah, I think that that's week one away to the Chiefs is a free hit. Like for me, I don't think that there's there's really anybody expecting them to win there, and there's not a great deal of pressure on them to get that result. I think for yeah. me, it's when it gets close to the you know to the crunch end of the season, and they're maybe in the mix. 
that's when that yeah, bottle comes, yeah. you know, comes into question. But like I say, there's no doubt they're a good team, and they're, they're you know, they've got some great players in there. And it's just, as I said, consistency and or, you know, that just that mental toughness when when they need it. And that's that's what we've got to to wait and see. But they'll, they'll definitely they'll, they'll definitely beat plenty of teams this year. That's for sure. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, on the notion of I've already I've already made myself enemies uh, in the city of brotherly love um by <laughs> neglecting to mention these. So why don't we just go in for a penny, in for a pound, and we're gonna bring Kevin to tell us all about his glorious Philadelphia Eagles. And it's do you know what when I was typing this up in my little show notes that I keep is I couldn't help myself with that with a finding Nemo pun of just keep winning, just keep winning. <laughs> <laughs> take it, take it away, Kev. Tell us all about your glorious fly eagles fly. Yeah, well, I mean, th- that's the thing. This week wasn't, uh, as we touched on before, wasn't quite so glorious. Um, it was a real, a real tough, tough uh, win uh, that that we had to grind out. But then again, I think I feel like every time I talk about the eagles now on this pod, um, I say the same thing, and it's we just seem to just do enough all the way last season. Um, and and again, so far this season, there's there's never been any for me, you know, absolute blowouts. It's just just enough all the time. Um, and I was really really worried at, at some points during the game with Washington the other day because obviously last season, um, I think the only uh, regular season game that we did lose with, with Hurts uh, starting was against Washington, or certainly at least the first mm-hmm. the first game that Hurts mm-hmm. lost lost was against Washington and I thought, you know, history's repeating itself here. Um looking back at the game, um one of our one of our biggest problems was the Eagles gave away a lot of penalties. Um we we gave away eleven penalties. Um but yeah, it wasn't just that because that was big. You guys it, did hell out yards. Yeah, and it wasn't ju- it wasn't just the penalties; it was the situations and the yardage that we gave up. It was um, eighty-one yards we gave up um, for those eleven really? penalties. Yeah, yeah, um, and I mean the the commanders they, they they had seven penalties and it was only it only cost them forty-one yards, um, so double the amount of yardage uh, just about through penalties, and that's that was what I think one of the reasons why we we're finding it so tough. Um, but the commanders they they had more possession. They had more first downs, they had more total plays. Um, so, I, I mean, they're a good side. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I, I think that the Commanders are a really good side. Um, I wasn't surprised that it was a tough game. Um, the penalties made it even more difficult. But um, I think what what it comes down to is um, we've got Hutz, we've got AJ, um, AJ Brown. We've, I mean, we've hmm. we've got. Other weapons, but I think when it really mattered um, yesterday, uh, you know, Hurts and AJ was was you know where we uh, where we got our joy. Um, I think if it, where was it? Um, is, is that on, see, see with that? Sorry, yeah, I'll come in there for a half a second. Is that the is that the difference? I think many folk this year would disagree. Actually, the Commanders are a good team. They're two and two. Um, you know, I mean, they, they certainly gave you guys an absolute game all the way into overtime or the rest of it. Yeah. They've got they, they a good up squad. This week. They've yeah, got they, a good squad. They don't yeah. mm-hmm. have that player, that AJ yeah. Brown, that you know, what I mean, Hurts, etc. That's just going to elevate everyone around them. Scary Terry is, is brilliant. I have a lot of time for Terry McClellan. Great player. Um, Curtis Samuels. I was slagging him off earlier. Is actually a good. He's shown 
that he's not too bad actually. You, you wouldn't is put him in that, that elite category, no. Mm, is, is it that that step to excellent, that step to elite that they're missing? So that's him. That's him being told he's not Mahomes and he's not Hurts already <laughs> in the in the space of twenty you minutes or so. You must see. But yeah, <laughs> but I think no. I, I, you know, it was it, it was really interesting because um, the stats on the ground were almost identical um, during this game. Um, um, the 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 reason I say that Hur- uh, that Hurts and Brown were the difference was because um, on four less passing attempts and four less completions, um, we we got fifty three more yards in the air, um, and obviously two big touchdowns to Brown, um, and that that you know kept us in the game um, because otherwise, due to the penalties and, and the struggles that I've said, um, we we were a, you know we were going to lose that one, but. Um, Looking at the the stats that uh, that the commanders had um, in the passing game, um, as I said, fifty three less yards than us on more attempts, but it was also their their passing was so much more spread around. Uh, McLaurin was out in front, I think, in eighty yards or something like that. But they had like three other players on like between forty and fifty yards, um, and they do have good players. They've got really good players. But like you say, I just don't think they've got that one elite um, player there that that, that kind of they can count on when it really matters. And um, yeah, I think uh, you know th- th- they're starting to show that there's a, a good chemistry building up between the receivers and the, the quarterback. And as I said, the run game's all right. That I think they're pretty solid. So um, I was just just relieved. I think the reason I can't really enjoy uh, Victory Monday as much after that game is that. It's just a, a relief to get to, to get through it. Um, emotionally and it, drained. Emotionally drained. That's it. That's it, Brian. <laughs> you know, so. it's interesting you point out though the the kind of the AJ Brown Hearts connection. This is right. So this is the, the scoring summary. Right. So we'll ignore the field goals because nobody cares. But you know, the, <laughs> we love we love a field goal and it's clutch. But you know, for, for this we don't care. Uh, you know the so the commanders first first uh, touchdown one yard run. Then it was a five yard run for the Eagles. So yeah. Marching down the field, punching it in, we are running back. Fair enough. Then you had uh, the fumble recovery, Terry McLaurin, that zero yard thing. That was a bit of an odd play. Then yeah. your next touchdown was AJ Brown, 59 yard pass. Big bomb pass all the way down the field. Then you're what? Robinson Jr., 15 yard running touchdown. Then it's AJ Brown again. 28-yard pass. It's that, and then you've got Dotson wrapped up, which was actually a very nice 10-yard grab. I enjoyed that touch. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that one here that is big ball up, and I've got that big, absolutely dominant wide receiver that can just yeah. bully a cornerback, bully a safety out of the way, bring it down and get the score. Mm. It's, it's why the Eagles are where they are, I suppose. Aye, and I think I think that the reason that we we needed that to get to get um, through the game yesterday was because of the penalties, because of the yardage we were giving up. Because um, as I said, the ground game, you know, were cancelled each other out, um, and we 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 needed that. And I think had it been the other way round, I don't think Washington would have been able to cope with the um, with the loss in yards that the penalties they would have turned over possession and we would have scored and it would have been a much more comfortable game. Um, but you, I think you're you're being a bit harsh on Elliot there, Brian, because yesterday his kick was superb. Um, 
I mean, was what was it? 53, was it a 53-yard? Yeah. Um, so ah, okay, to be fair, yeah, hang on. I've got them now. But that, 41 that yards, 47 that. yards. That that was saying that that into the first half, you you make the point, Kev. Jake Elliott, he was absolutely solid, and if he didn't make that kick to make that yeah. three points to make it seventeen ten and a half, it might have been a totally different story in the second half because the yeah. the commanders in the first half, I said they were they were gutsy, really gutsy, a totally different team than the one that gets steamrolled uh, steamrolled by the Bills the week before. They only put up three points the, the the week before, so to to come from that and then to go to Philly their own back garden, and to take them all the way to overtime, putting up 31 points in the process, like that, that's nothing short of being gutsy. That's, you've got to give them massive amounts of credit for that. Um, yep. Yep. And yeah, I, I definitely agree. Give, give Jake Elliott some love there, because that was, he absolutely drilled it. And he wouldn't have, yep. and the other thing I was going to say was, he wouldn't have even had the chance to make mm-hmm. that kick if it wasn't for that Devonta Smith catch that he yep. made, which was, Utterly yeah. ridiculous, which yeah. then led to that field goal. So could have been a different story if it wasn't for that. Um, um yeah, was, there was drama at the end of the first half, and then there was the drama at the end of the second half as well, which was also like I the, in that drama at the end of the second half, we're praising AJ Brown, the you know, the uh, the celebrations which led to a penalty which put them, <laughs> you know, and a decent field position to go and uh Tie it up uh, was a bit was a bit yep. silly. So I think I, I think that that's really half. That uh, <laughs> right. So so I'm right. So I'm so I'm right. We're talking about the the, the taunting. Taunting. <laughs> yeah. That right. Don't be wrong. I I kind of agree with the taunting being punished so bad. I mean, they're right in the face, but that that was quite small beer for me. I thought that was yeah. a bit a bit harsh to get a taunting call for that. I I hate taunting calls. I think they should be allowed to rub it in. I don't I don't see, I don't see a problem with it. But but what I will say is I've seen so many harsh taunting calls and just don't do it, man. Just get the points, you know. Well, that kind of is at the end of the day. These guys have paid millions of dollars to play the game. It's no hard. Right. Yeah, we're going we're to keep it rolling to a game that the story, if nothing else, that comes out of the back of this game is absolutely incredible. Uh, we're we're going to go to Smudger, and it is a story of I don't even know a, a game of two halves. I, I think oh. a game of two halves is probably fair. So yeah. it's Broncos at Bears. <laughs> Denver at Chicago. Oh, two teams man. who are not in a great place. Talk, talk us through it, mate. Man, I'm just going to start with it's is. Tough being a Bears fan right now. It's really, <laughs> really tough. I mean, we, we heard a lot of um, a lot of frustrations coming from Claire in our last podcast about the Bears as an organisation. What's what's been going wrong this season? And yesterday was was a case of the Chicago Bears just finding new ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. That's the that was the uh, the fourteenth straight loss mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah like for all that for all that these two teams were they've both been pretty awful um, in the opening three weeks of the season but actually when you put the two of them together in this game it was actually pretty entertaining it was a really really good game of football um, and and it totally swung you know wildly in both directions like 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 you were uh, you were hitting that there Brian um the fact that they went up 28-7, um, uh, you know, in the third quarter, it looked like there was some hope 
for the Bears. It looked like they were yep. finally um, going to have something to build on. And and I really felt, I, I felt for Justin Fields. You know, Justin Fields has been the, mm-hmm. the subject of so many conversations. And he, he, he had a brilliant game. Like he, he had a, you'd probably call it a, a bit of a career game because mm-hmm. um, he had, like prior to the, we'll talk about the Denver comeback. We'll get to that. Right, but like prior to the collapse, right? Let's let's put in that. Pre-collapse, you know, they were up 27, and you looked at how much time Fields had to kind of scan the field and actually make some really good throws. Um, he, he was like he looked brilliant. Um, the the the, the throw that he's got talent to throw to as well, like the DJ Moore. Um, catch in particular, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll gloss over the fact that it wasn't a touchdown. Um, yeah, as a wasn't. DJ Moore fantasy over, yes, it <laughs> was. No, it wasn't. Uh-huh. Poor officiating, uh, wasn't a touchdown. His right foot didn't touch the ground, touched the pylon, and it's out of bounds. I'm sorry, wasn't yeah. a touchdown. <laughs> so they I'm did, they did get, a, get a wee bit of help from the zebras, is, is all I'm going to say in that one. Um, but yeah, like Fields, he, he put up brilliant numbers. Um, so you can't, you know, we can't blame him for that one. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at what he actually, he actually did. He, so I've, I've got them here. 20, so his numbers, you got them yeah, there? yeah, twenty-eight 20 for thirty-five, three hundred and thirty-five yards, four touchdowns, yeah. one pick, and the pick was I. I'm going to stand up for him. Pick was absolutely not on him. That should have it been wasn't. Gotten. No, no, no. It, it wasn't at all. It was. Uh, um, he, he changed direction. Um, yeah, he, you're right. It was the, down. Direction. I, no, I, I, I totally, totally um, Then four, um, four carries for 25 yards. So he, he didn't use his legs much, but he didn't really need to use his legs much because they had yeah. Herbert, who was been pretty effective. But yep. yeah. I mean, yeah, Fields, that was his, his first 300 yards plus passing game as, as well. Um, so see, he, he put in a brilliant performance um, pre collapse. Um, Post collapse, it was back to being like Justin Fields of old, and the mistakes start to creep in. He's he's scrambling all over the place. He fumbles mm-hmm. the football. He throws interception. It's it was that pressure that eventually got him, um, and and it was a complete collapse in the fourth quarter. And we were talking about it. Earlier on, I was, I was just in the WhatsApp chat and talked to Grant about it. You know, he's a massive Bears fan, and we were talking about some of the the bizarre coaching decisions as well that happened in the in the fourth quarter. Um, you talk about um, Matty Bufflis and taking the decision to go for it on fourth down, and, and they had like what half a yard or something, something ridiculous like half a yard, and they're sitting at about the twenty yards line or something like that. So, I mean, they could easily kick it for the field goal, right? But they chose not to. They chose to go for it. But then the way they chose to go for it as well, yes. like they're basically yes. set up. You know, he set up in the gun. He set up in the gun. Why is he putting them so far back? <laughs> he's already given the run back a, what, a four or five yard disadvantage, and that gives Denver's defense a chance to figure out. Oh, hang on, let's get some more bodies in the way of this, and then they totally snuff it out. <sighs> Um, and he get absolutely grilled on it afterwards, like totally. Um, like for, for there will be um, inquiries into this. It will be under the microscope all of this week. For, you know, from a Chicago Bears fans' point of view, like why did they, 
Why did they not just go for the field goal and, and stop the bleeding like they were they were hemorrhaging mm-hmm. points? At least regain the leads. Now, okay, they had been hemorrhaging points, and maybe there was something in, in, in his mind thinking, right, we need to go for it here. We need to get a touchdown because there's a really, really good chance that Denver are gonna get the ball back and go straight up, two-minute drill, and they're gonna score a touchdown, and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna go overtime anyway. Um that's possibly what we was thinking at the time. Now we all know what happened. The, the, the Bears collapsed. They, they lose the game. Um, that throw at the end, yeah, totally agree. It was the on fields. I, I, I think that, that you've maybe got to put that one in and commit. But if there's going to be any positives that I can take out of this from, from the Bears, it would be fields. Um, it, that was not on him, that game. It I'm really sure. wasn't. This is, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay to season long form, and he had a good game, and nobody's gonna take that away from Justin Fields. That was you can look at his his QBR or the rest. I don't have his QBR in front of me, but it was it was positive. It was good. It was against the Denver Broncos defense, who just correct seventy points, and he had all the time in the world. You're right. He was under. He gets sacked for the, he took four sacks. I think yeah, four. Uh, took four sacks the whole game. It wasn't under strenuous pressure. Mm-hmm. As soon as you turn the screw on him, I think he tiny bit. Aye, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one person the that I think watching play most in this game was probably Sean Payton because if the Bears had won, all <laughs> the headlines would have been on him and the Broncos. And and to be fair, like, Broncos fans are no daft. Like we all watched the same game. We all saw how dominant the Bears were up until that point, pre-collapse. So they're by no means at the woods at all. Yes, they've, they've got a win under their belt, but this is still a really poor football team um, who have still got a terrible defence, who have got a lot of a lot of improving to do. Um, they're still probably really going to struggle this season as well. Um, so, but hey, it's a victory Monday for them. So that's the one positive that I will also give, give Denver in this game. <laughs> I think he'll say is with Denver and with Peyton. So he's got another, what you'd call banana, or what I'm going to call a banana skin game coming up mm-hmm. next week. Jets. Ooh, Jets. Okay. And uh, the Jets. And then the Chiefs. Ouch. Yeah. No, no, no. See, the Chiefs The Chiefs game, I'm going to say, is, is, is a gimme. Nobody expects anything out of the Broncos against the Chiefs. As long as, mm-hmm. they, as, long as they don't get something stupid like that. <laughs> they play them on twice the in October. Yeah. Though. <laughs> uh, play them. Yeah. <laughs> the Chiefs go for the 73, they take the field goal. Uh, <laughs> as long as it's not a humiliation, he can lose to the Chiefs and it's not going to hurt his stock in it. Well, he doesn't have much stock. But yeah. the Jets, not as, it should be easier than it is going to be. Um, you know, the D is legit. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, we don't want to talk about him. Um, but he loses that, then he goes to the Chiefs, he's going to lose that. Then they go to, uh, then it's Packers, Chiefs again, Bills. That's to tough. Be a tough That's couple tough. of weeks to be a Broncos fan. Um, yeah. Right, okay, we'll keep it rolling. Um, we're going we're gonna to come back to me. So this is the one that inspired our, um, our kickoff question today. Uh, so, Dolphins at Bills. And it it was a bit of a hose, and it was actually so you know 48, 48 20. And to be fair, this is one that you know started really competitively. 
Um, Miami drew first blood. They got the touchdown. Um, Achan, or Achan, sorry, um, is, is, is pronounced his name, is, um, is looking really good. He's looking electric. He's all the criticisms that a lot of people had before the season about his size really look like they've not really been, they were completely baseless. Miami are 100% going for the whole Legion of Zoom. You know I mean, that, that is it. Yeah. it is. Everyone's fast. Just chase them. Um, and they look like they were coming on really well. But they then came up against not only a team with a really good offense, Josh Allen and the Bills seem to be swinging again. Didn't start the season amazing, but by God, they are playing well now. And that Buffalo defense, which is frankly terrifying. I've I still, I'm still getting flashbacks to last season when Matt Milano absolutely eviscerated the Browns all on his own. Um, the guy, so even just looking at him, ten total tackles, eight solo. You know, I mean, that, yep. that he's he's a guy was a machine. Aye, um, it was an absolute machine in that game. Yeah, and they. This is what I'm trying to remember. Who was it? Davis White get injured? Who got hurt? Someone got hurt. Um, they 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 lost somebody as well. Is is uh, unless I'm getting confused. I might be thinking a different game. There's a lot of football. Um, but they, you know, what I mean, so they've just is this a case of the Dolphins dust themselves down? They move on to the next one. At the end of the day, they came up against. It was really... Tony hmm? Achilles. You're right. It was. Uh, yeah. White. Right, so he's, he's out. Just big lost. Um. And you know, so is this? But is it a case where the Dolphins? The number just came up in the day. We were talking about these victory hangovers you get, particularly when you drop seventy on somebody. There's a reason that that was nearly a record. It doesn't happen in the NFL. But see, even if we look back, the Dolphins have played the Chargers, who are hit and miss. Yeah. They're, they're the Chargers. Um, mm. Then they played the Pats under Mac who are nowhere near as terrifying as anybody, any Pats fan wants to say they are. Not if you watch the Pats game this weekend. Yeah, well, we'll get, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, then then the Broncos game. So, yes, the Dolphins Broncos are... Broncos made all... the Bears look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should get that made up into little pin badges. We made the Bears look good. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, I, suppose, I don't know, is my point is, are the Dolphins one of these teams that are... Frankly, incredible on offense, but they let so many points come back the other way that a team that's got a reasonable defense is gonna catch them out. You know, because you look mm-hmm. the Chargers, they took they let the Chargers put 34 up on them. That's Justin Herbert, so fair enough. They let yep. Mac Jones put 17 on them, and they let Russ and the Broncos put 20 up on them. Now, yes, as we say, they scored 70, so it didn't really matter. But Still, I don't know. I, I look at the Dolphins and after, particularly after that one, what week three they were anointed Super Bowl champions elect. Nobody was laying a glove on the Dolphins in any way, shape, or form, anywhere ever. They came up mm. against the first proper challenge, and there were a lot of holes there. So you know, what, Kev, actually, I'm going to stick this to you because you've got what is a check one, two, three weeks. Three weeks and then you need to take the Dolphins on. You need to go to Miami and deal with them. After watching last night, surely you're kind of looking at that thinking, we could take that. We could take them down. I think, yeah. I mean, 
I, th- I don't think that just watching the game against the Bills changed my changed my outlook. Um, I, I feel like um, you know even before they um, they they got hammered by the Bills that you know I would still have a certain amount of confidence that the Eagles have got the game and the team to um, to turn them over. But um, I think for me, when you're talking about the the, the Dolphins, uh, the biggest thing for me is that. Obviously, they've they've got those weapons um, in the air. They've got the speed um, and the the deep threat. Um, this year, I think they were lucky. They were a little bit unlucky with their running game last year. Um, obviously, they lost Tua as well for for, for huge chunkets. Um, but Mostert get injured. They never really had a settled uh, backroom. Um, and I think that the the big difference early on this year is um, a chain or a, a chan um, and. Moster being fit again, and they've got a huge threat on the ground as well as in there, and that's I think that's where the seventy points came from because it all clicked, everything worked because they're up against a poor team. But um, I, th- I think the, the 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 biggest thing um, you know that the Bills managed to do, and that we're going to have to do as well if we're going to get to beat them, is uh, is to be able to to deal with both threats. So you know, have a really strong. Um, D line, um, and also your backs are going to have to play. Um, they're going to have to be really sharp. Um, if if you're weak on you know either side, I think Dolphins have now got uh you know a, a team and uh, an offense that, that that's going to be able to hurt you. Um, you know if if you've got a weakness, whether it be on on the ground um, or whether it be um, you know in the air, um, and 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 I think that the, what the Bills show does. They're a serious outfit. They've got they've got a really strong out, uh, all-round team. And and another thing is, you know, be, being able to 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 keep um, the the Dolphins offense off the pitch as well. Give your defense a break. You know, if you're if you're going to you know if you're not putting points up against them, if you're not going on long drives down the field, and they're just keeping on coming out, they're going to run your defense into the ground they're going to tire you out they're going to they're going to absolutely hammer you so I think for me I feel as though the Eagles have got a, a real strong team all around and I feel as though we've you know we've kind of got the same um the same as the Bills to be able to, to do what the Bills done um but yeah just I didn't have to see the Bills do that to to think that um I've always felt that but at the same time they could very very easily um, you know, put up huge numbers against any team if they're not if they're not on it, if they're not, you know, uh, the top of their game when they play them. It's a funny one because you look at the, the Dolphins, the remaining schedule the Dolphins have got, and I'm gonna nah, I'm gonna say it's soft. I was gonna try and be all diplomatic and political there and be nice about it. But they've got the Giants coming up, who they should hose. They've got the Panthers <laughs> after that, who they should hose. Eagles, mm-hmm. tough game, going to be a big challenge. Who knows how that one will play? Pats, who they should hose. Chiefs, tough game, give them that. There's a second tough game. Raiders, they should leather. Jets, they should leather. Commanders after last week, maybe. Might be tough. But then it's the Titans, they should leather. The Jets again. Cowboys then come in at the end of the year. Ravens are tough and the Bills are tough. They've got a, a tough close. Tough, tough end of the season. But you would put money, says one of. The Cowboys Ravens are probably going to be done by then. They'll probably yeah. be dealt with. They'll probably be playoff bound. They might be, maybe the Cowboys will be duking it out for a number one seed. That might be that might keep them going. The Bills Ravens, should be out of sight by then as well. Well, 
the the Ravens oh, might yeah, possibly secure at the top of the division. They'll probably be not close to the number one seed, so they probably won't care. Then the Bills, it will depend on all how the division's sitting. Whether yeah. that Bills game's going to be a dead duck or if it's going to be a lot yeah. to play for. So mm. I don't know. I just I look at their schedule. Dolphins fans, okay, you, you had a grim Sunday. You, you get brought back down to earth a wee touch. Yeah, that was the punch in the rest of the year. We hoped about. Yeah, that was the punch in the face that we talked about in the previous pod. Like somebody coming along with a with a really like stingy defense that could inflict some damage upon them. So I so we we dose a reality for the for the Dolphins certainly, but yeah, yeah I, I think you're right though, Brian. The, the the Dolphins maybe have maybe flattered a little bit given who they have been playing against, and this has been the first big test. But they're still. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be in contention towards the end. Yeah, I think based on what we saw at the weekend, the Bills are outright going to be the team to you know the team to be top in that division unless something drastically changes, unless there was a yeah. monumental shift through injury or anything else. Um, the, the Bills are clearly the team to beat in that division. I have far too many fantasy shares in Josh Allen, by the way, to be talking about <laughs> devastating injuries that would derail the Bills. So let's move <laughs> swiftly on. Right, we're going to look at the last game we're going to look at, guys. Um, now, uh, it wasn't a classic. It was the 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 Falcons at the Jags, although at maybe doing a bit of heavy lifting. Asterisk. It was the London Asterisk. game. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, it was the London game, which, to be fair, does get a big shout out for me. I've been to the London game once last year with, with some of yourselves, chaps. It's fantastic experience. Over there. I'm gutted I can't go this year. Um, nice to see it back. Nice to see the game in Wembley and all the rest of it. It's it's no the game you would have maybe chosen to highlight the league abroad. Um, so you know, yeah, the Jags twenty three seven. It was fairly comfortable. Um, Bijan looked great. To give the other for Atlanta, Bijan looked incredible. Um, Desmond Ritter yep. fundamentally is not a quarterback. Um, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> T Law. Didn't do much, but didn't really need to <laughs> do a massive amount. Many many people are kind of looking for a lot out of him today, and you just weren't going to get it. But the big thing, and this is where not enough people have watched this, the NFL alternative broadcast. <laughs> I've heard all about this. Toy Story. It was not live in London. It was not live in Wembley. It was live in Andy's room. And it was <laughs> now, we talked about this, ladies and gentlemen, before we came on air. And unfortunately, both Kev and Smudger are letdowns. Uh, and actually wanted to watch the game. Because well, we wanted to watch the game. And, and, not, and not, as a, not as a cartoon. Now, the alternative way that you could interpret this is that I am fundamentally a child. Um, <laughs> and I will leave you your listener to make your own decision on that. Um, I did watch some of it. Now, it was glitchy. Uh, Kev was telling me, actually, I didn't know the story. Partly it was glitchy because the NFL obviously uses a lot of different balls that are inflated to various PSIs to please Tom and Ed. Um, <laughs> I'll deflate gate jab in there. It's about a few years late, but it's fine. Um, they use a lot of balls and that kind of messed with how they wanted to do it. But as a technological showcase, as a thing, this was really cool. You had live, turned into the cartoon, the Andy's room stuff, all the rest of it. Now, obviously, the NFL's got previous. We've done the, the slime game. 
um, with the, the Nickelodeon podcast. Yeah, slimed in the end zone. Very cool. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, obviously it's designed to get the, the younger viewer in, to try and get kids into the game and all the rest of it, particularly maybe kids that don't play it. Uh, and I've got to say, like, I sat this evening with my wee boy, he's nine, and we watched a wee bit of it, and he was like, I could watch this. This could be a thing. Yeah. As a as a as a game. Okay. Jags 23, Atlanta Falcons 7. Not one to set the uh, the old heart racing too much. <laughs> wasn't wasn't a lot in it beyond Bijan that was really worth getting exciting for. But it did give us the NFL as Toy Story, which I call a win. <laughs> I think that's a big one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and watch it. It sounds cool. I mean like was it literally like so you were saying play play by play? So like you essentially yeah. had full duration of the game. This was all going on, and they were recreating yeah. this while the actual game was happening. What like roughly what the plays were doing? They were recreating this. I mean, I mean that is that's pretty cool. It's right. Um, so for, for anyone that's not seen it, there's a wee bit of it that's yeah. on YouTube. And um, if you've got if you've got access to Disney Plus, yeah. uh, Fun Day Football, stick that into your search in Disney Plus. It's two hours twenty minutes long. Like, it's the full thing. It's not like we're doing game in forty. <laughs> uh, sadly, no. Days and kept that. Days and kept ah, the rights to the game in forty seconds. But it is the full thing. It is. Don't be wrong. It's a bit. It's a bit like chain places. A little bit sort of freaks out a bit. But it's it's as a technological kind of showpiece. It's very cool, and it does show you something that I think the NFL is fantastic for. Well, they're not afraid to take a chance with some odd bit of tech. And just ah, why not? You know, think even like things like that we're used to in games like the spider cam that occasionally catches a punt, um, and stuff like that. Like the NFL's not scared to try these things and just see what it does for the viewer. Right. Okay. <laughs> I would. Lo- I would love to do. A, I'd love to do a thread on Twitter on uh, Toy Story characters and who would who would be their NFL player counterpart. Is that, oh, right. I, I okay, okay. He's, he's needed to. I'll give this to you too. He's needed to take the big two because we'll get Woody and we'll get Buzz. Right, everybody else. <laughs> uh, to be fair, Slinky Dog actually had the best job in the world on the broadcast. Slinky Dog was the down marker. <laughs> Slinky Dog was the change, which I'm all That's about. Genius. Right, on, on you go, guys. Genius. Who would you have? Who is who? And let's go current players. Let's keep it current players. Who is Woody? All right. Okay. Good question. Who is Woody? Who do, who do, who do, you know what I mean? Um, I'll be your pal forever. Who do we think? <laughs> um, it's, got, it's got to be, it's, it's, it's got to be a quarterback. It's so it's got to be, it's just which, which starting quarterback has, has the most Woody-esque characteristics? Cousins? Mm-hmm. I'd take up Cousins. Right. Yeah, so I'm what about Buzz? Who came from another planet to ruin Cup Cousins' his day? Um, um, Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. You probably hear first, folks. Cutler uh, <laughs> Minshew is Buzz Lightyear to infinity <laughs> and beyond. Um, right, okay, folks, that brings us to the end of the big games, uh, or, or chosen games, because they're all big games in the NFL. And we're going to move on to the rest in one. Now, we're doing this every week. Uh, we have a good bit of fun with it as we just rattle through the other games of the Sunday slate. 
and we give you them in one line or less. Uh, now, Smudger, <laughs> we promise you your moment in the sun because it is Victory <laughs> Monday for all of those in Minnesota. Minnesota, Carolina. Do you know what? You, you, can, you can have a couple of lines, mate. You go for it. Enjoy your moment. It's been a long oh, time coming mean, this year. This, this is it's not so much Victory Monday as we're, we're not the worst team in the NFL Monday. We finally, finally have a win under our belt. Took us four weeks, but we got there. So I... I I'm delighted that we're finally off the mark and we're just slightly less terrible than we were last week. Um, we'll gloss over the fact that it was against the Panthers. We'll gloss over the fact that we tried to throw away the game multiple times. Uh, <laughs> we did not play our best whatsoever. Don't care. Victory Monday. One of Ikes. Have it, mate. Well, we'll move on for good news to bad news. Uh, it's me... It's the Ratbirds versus at the Browns. He's a rookie. He's a fifth-round pick. That's all I'm saying. He's a fifth-round pick. We really need the bye week. We really, <laughs> really need the bye week. Okay, moving on. Uh, I feel better. Um, Kev, Pittsburgh at Houston. This was a cracker, actually. Well, to round this one up, I'll say the Texans are stroud and proud, and the Steelers are in the pits. Love it. Oh. Oh. Love that a lot. Uh, coming back <laughs> to ourselves, Major, the Rams at the Colts. Ooh, Rams at Colts. What did I think of this one? Okay, I'm going to go for... Oh, we sum this one up. Close. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it was basically two two teams, two and two, got into it. Um, bit of a 50-50, yeah, and yeah, Ram, Rams edged it in overtime. Uh, it could, could have gone either way, but... I close. I think this is probably the best way I could sum that up. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. That was. It was actually again. There was a lot of really good games this week. Uh, I did enjoy getting to see Richardson get back on and play. He was getting to see yep. him doing his thing. It was nice. Um, he actually for somebody that I really did think was going to be really poor this year. I thought it was going to be a complete just a gadget player. He looks really <laughs> legit. Um, on the notion of players who are legit. No, I know actually Smudger wanted to talk about this game, but I stole it out further. Uh, That's okay. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Baker, comeback player of the year. Calling it. <laughs> Calling it now. Comeback player of the year. Get me his trophy. <laughs> I love Baker so much. Like, if anybody listening to the pod isn't aware of how much of a Baker homer I am, like, it's, the love is real. The love is real. Uh, right, Kev, coming to you. The Bengals at the Titans. Um, so the king is dead. Long live the king! Yay. Hey! <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I really, I actually mispronounced that one. It clearly should have been the um, bungles uh, at Titans. Um, I was, I was, I was, I was in two minds whether to throw a, a little line about the the Bengals losing their claws or the bungles or something along those lines, but it's all about King Henry doing King Henry things. Throwing touchdowns, just, just die. Love the guy. Yes, will he ever die? Um, what is dead can never die. It's the same game of thrones. Uh, right, okay. Um, some, somehow it's back to me. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. Um, they, they nearly charged it. Like somehow again against a rookie quarterback and Justin Herbert now only has like nine fingers. Um, so yeah, good, good luck, Charger fans. Like I have no idea how he's caught. 
Um, I just don't understand how the Chargers can charge us so many things. I've tried to. Um, right, Smudger, last one for yourself, mate. It is the Pats at the Cowboys. Oh, bad weekend for the Pats. I'm not even sure that I should be calling them the Pats because they didn't even manage to muster a Pat in this entire game because that would involve them <laughs> scoring a touchdown first, which they didn't Ooh. do, which completely evaded them against the rejuvenated Cowboys. And what do you get if you take the Pat away from Patriot? A riot. And that is exactly Whoa. what the Patriots were. An absolute riot. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, Smudger is available to write headlines and associated <laughs> bylines for all good news organisations. Contact at Dead Iron Crew on X. <laughs> Reasonable commission rate supply. Uh, right, to round this one off, Kev, it is the Cardinals at the Niners. Um, and that was uh, Mr. Irrelevant rolling on and run CMC. Oh, CMC's really good, isn't he? Like, he is really, he's, really, really good. <laughs> he, might, he, might have, he might have a future on this game. If he doesn't watch out, he might, he might just make a career out of it. Um, do you know what? Before we, there's, there's one last bit we're going to talk about tonight, guys. We see before we do, did anybody catch the, the little snippet for the Falcons uh, from uh, Falcons? From the Cardinals? From uh, Joshua Dobbs? So Joshua no. Dobbs went to try and get his uh, a, a family member. He went to try and get them a jersey. Uh, so he went into oh, the, to the yes, pro shop. I've seen this. Yes, I've he went into the that. pro shop. Walked up to the little t little terminal that they have that you get your your jersey out of. You know, picks his options, size, all the rest of it. All oh, pick your player. He was not listed. He did not exist <laughs> on the list. <laughs> he had to, had to go and complain and to get the they sorted about I, do, I, do, I like the idea that by sorting it out, they just went and fished like one of his game jerseys out. And fucking give them that one. <laughs> um, yeah, hell of a thing. Right, okay, guys. Um, uh, <laughs> when is off this evening? It's Monday, and I'm still in love with football because it's Monday night football is still to go. Um, we have got okay. This is an interesting one. So it's the Seahawks at the Giants. So two and one Seahawks are up to the the one and two Giants who got utterly leveled week one and have just not looked like the Giants of last year. Seahawks, on the other hand, very much look like the Seahawks of last year. What do we think? So, I don't know, two questions, boys. How do you see it going? And do, do, do you have a wee stake in it for fantasy then? Because we do like it when you're just left in one player to pull something out the bag for you for your game. So what do you think? Uh, Kev, kick us off, mate. How do you think, see this one going? And are you, are you secretly hoping for anything for yourself? Absolutely. I'm secretly hoping that the Giants just suddenly turn up because I've got uh, a game against Studs riding on it. Um, he's got Gino at quarterback, and I need him to score nothing. <laughs> uh, so, so, so just that, just that, like zero Seattle offense, or just run the ball the the whole game would be good. Um, but I so I'm I'm praying for the Giants to win that one tonight. And Gino to do absolutely hee haw, um, <laughs> and and that's I that that's that's my big interest in that one. Okay, so much about yourself. How do you see it going? Have you got a vested interest anywhere? Um, no, I, I've I've managed to scrape a fantasy win as as I mentioned Ooh. earlier on this weekend. Um, yeah, my my fantasy team cleared cleared Sunday. Um, it wasn't pretty, but I'll take it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> a win's a win. Um, Quite right. Ah, uh, I think I think 
Kev wishing for zero points from Gino is a bit ambitious, I think. Well, I don't need zero points. He's projected to score 18, and if he only scores 18, I'll win. Um, oh, okay. So, okay, more possible than I, I, need I just need him not to blow his projection. That's what I need. And this is like I've I've had a I've had a really tough start to the, my my fantasy seasons. Um, but I'm in four leagues, and for the first week, um, I'm on track to to win four out of four. Um, so, but as I said, I'm projected to beat studs by like half a point if his players like reach their projections. So if Gino hits his 18, I'll win by half a point. If he gets 19, I'll lose by half a point. So that's, it's not as unrealistic as you might think, but it's still, I'm sweating. It's enough to make me sweat. Enough to make you sweat. Right, okay. what's, your, what's your call for the game, Smudger? Who do you see taking it tonight? Um, I think it's I think it's going to be the Seahawks. Um, I think I think Gino and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba could be could be two players to keep a wee eye on tonight. Yeah, um, well, I'll tell you this: I'm 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 a wee bit like Kev. I only need one one small thing to go my way, and I'll be four out of four in my leagues tonight. So if uh, Matt Breeder could hurry up and score eighty five fantasy points, uh, that will do just the job, uh, and that will see me over the line in the old dynasty. Uh, it's not a good year. It's, it's not been a good year, team. Uh, the, 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 the serving champ might be losing that belt. Right, okay, guys. Um, we are going to move on. We're going to start to wind this podcast up. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for, as always, our statistic of the week. Uh, now, this week I've been sneaky, and I've not actually let the boys know what it's about. I've given them a, a clue nope. that it's, uh, it's all about Stroud. Um, so, CJ Stroud is actually on quietly historic season or historic start to a season so he is sitting at he, he chucked up another 306 yards at the weekend there and he is currently sitting on 1212 yards through the air in his only four games into his career now he is second in air yards over the first four games the quarterback beats him. I'll give these two bits of information. I want to guess each of you who you think. I already know the answer. I already. I have to hold my hands. No tips. I already know the answer, so I don't want to spoil oh. this. I'll let Smudger take it. Okay. Right, okay. okay. Smudger, do you want do you want your clues, mate? Or do you want yeah, to yeah, go for yeah. it? No, no, no. Give me give me the clues, though. Right. So your clues are that the person who's in first set this record in 2011, and they set it with 1,386 yards. Not getting any more max any more, but it make it dead obvious. So who do you reckon? Somebody that was kicking about 2011, you will 100% know the player. It's not somebody that's super niche or something like that that vanished off the face of the earth. Okay. 2011. Okay, Rookie you can tell him right. We're going back about 12 years. I don't know. Big uh, name. I'd be guessing Wilson. Russell they, Wilson. Love a, they love a big hat. That's a giveaway. Cam Newton. Cam Newton, that's the one. Yeah, there you go. Okay. CJ Stroud, yep, is, um, yeah, he's second to Cam Newton. Cam Newton holds that record with over nearly, well, Cam Newton holds it with just under 1,400 yards. And uh, possibly more impressive is Stroud has yet to throw a pick. Not throwing yeah. an interception yet. <laughs> Very only player in NFL history with at least 1,200 passing yards and zero picks in his first four games. So there you go, folks. Very good. There is your statistic of the week. CJ Stroud and the much awesome. maligned Houston Texans, who for beating the Steelers have got a special place in my heart this week. Um, 
yeah, he's, he's actually quietly putting together not a bad start to our career. Yeah. Okay, folks. That is going to bring us to the end of our pod tonight. Um, week four is, is nearly done. We're not quite there yet. Monday Night Football to enjoy, folks. Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can keep in touch with the pods. You can keep in touch with the crew. You can catch us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at GridironCrew. You can catch us on Insta, grid underscore iron underscore crew. Stick GridironCrew into your YouTube. Stick it into your Twitch. Stick it into wherever you get your podcasts from, and you can catch up with us. Now, first batch of bye weeks is coming up, so the league really feels like the season's here now, now that we've got some bye weeks coming up. And as a Browns fan, I'm bloody delighted. Um, so that doesn't mean the coverage we are offering you is going to let up, though. So make sure that you are back with us on Friday for the preview crew of week five. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I have been Brian, the conscience of Cleveland Donlin. He has been Smudger. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. No worries, Brian. Always a pleasure. And the big bird himself, Kev, has been ruling the roost as always. Thank you very much, Kev. Thanks a lot, Brian. Cheers. Right, and until next time, ladies and gents, we will see you then. Enjoy Monday Night Football and enjoy Week 5.